Welcome to this Burlington Audio Podcast. We hope you will be encouraged and inspired in your faith as you listen to this message. We'd love to hear what you think. Please be in touch with us through the website. More information and many more podcasts are all at burlingtonbaptist.org.uk. Thanks for listening. Amen. Great job. Thank you very much. May I be the first then to congratulate Nathan and Becky on their marriage. Nathan and Becky Luchford. That's L-U-E-T-C-H-F-O-R-D. It's been an absolute blast for Kerry and I to journey with uh, Nathan and Becky as they've uh, prepared themselves for this day and more significantly for the life that they will now go on to live. I'm going to launch straight into one of three thoughts that are useful, I hope, for them and for all of us. The first thought is this. Get from God what only God can give. There's a huge pressure everywhere for us to find the right person. People talk about their soulmate, your one and only, your other half. Our culture has created a deep sense of fear of not finding that person, of being left on the shelf, as if somehow you are left behind, suspended in time, incomplete, waiting for real life to begin. And when relationships falter and fail, we talk about people who get into a new relationship quickly. We say, oh, they're on the rebound, in a kind of negative kind of connotation way. But it illustrates that deep, fed desire for us to find someone. Better to be with someone than to be with no one. So we're looking. We're looking for that someone to rescue us from something deep inside that we sense that we need. That together with that person, then my life will truly be complete, my fears will be resolved, my struggles overcome, and my doubt sorted out. Mr. Wright will rescue me from the insecurity that I feel. Mrs. Wright will save me from my life without meaning. Many of us, it's my experience, know exactly what I'm talking about. And the Bible tells a story of a woman that Jesus met at a well. And the story of Jesus meeting this woman at the well portrays this exact same sense of longing. Here is a woman who has been trying to make her life complete. Sadly for her, her dreams have been crushed not just once, but Jesus says five times. She's met someone in whom she thought everything would come together only to see it fall apart. As one relationship gave way to another. And she ends up finding herself with a man that she can't actually be bothered to marry because it just seems so futile, seems so pointless. She knows how it will end. Here's the issue. People bring to their marriages or to other relationships as well expectations that that relationship was never, ever meant to bear. It's not just marriage, it may be a child or a parent or even a boss. Expectations on that person to fulfill me, for that person to give me meaning. Those, of course, are expectations that are impossible for another human being to adequately fulfill. To put it another way, we're all looking for identity and meaning. 
We're all looking for a sense of inner well-being, looking for our failures to be forgiven and our hurts to be healed. And to expect that to come from another human being who is also looking for all those things, their internal longing to be resolved, their failures also to be, uh, to be forgiven, their hurts also to be healed, is to end in futility. And it puts a pressure on the relationship that it was never intended to bear. Five times, Jesus says, this woman would have gone home to her mother and she would have said, Mum, this is the one. This relationship will do it for me. This relationship will put things right for me. This one will deliver. And so Jesus said to her, if you knew the gift from God that's available to all of us and who it is that you are talking to right now, then you would ask him and he would give you living water. There is a thirst, a relational thirst in all of our lives that only Jesus can meet. Nathan and Becky have discovered that for themselves. And if we try to quench that thirst from a different well, from a different person, we will drain that person and draw that relationship dry faster than we might imagine. It's why so many relationships plateau or get stuck or at worst drain the very life out of one another, trying to get from each other what only God can give. Drink deeply, Nathan and Becky. Drink deeply, all of us, from the life-giving water that only Jesus can give. Then instead of needing to draw from that relationship, with your other, you can give out of the overflow of your heart. And suddenly the direction of giving changes, the dynamic changes, and your relationships become alive instead of needing to draw from them and to drain them and sometimes bleed them dry. Jesus talked a lot about water and living water, and he said something at a most inappropriate time it would seem. It had been festival time in Jerusalem and for seven days they had totally parted 24-7. It was the party of the year. There would be more food, more wine, more company, more friendship, more togetherness than at any other time of the year. If something that this world offered, you had it there in those seven days. At the end of it, Jesus said, if anyone is still thirsty... Still thirsty? This has been the party of the year. How can we still be thirsty? Because he says there is a thirst that everything that this world offers cannot ultimately quench. If you are still thirsty, come to me and streams of living water will flow from within you. Give, get from God what only God can give. And just a few years after uh, a marriage, uh, a couple who were constantly arguing found themselves deciding to go for counselling as the final straw, the final attempt to sort things out between them. They'd been at each other's throats for as long as they could remember. And when they arrived at the counsellor's office, the counsellor jumped right in and opened the floor up for discussion. What seems to be the problem? At that, the husband sat silently. The wife talked 19 to the dozen. And this just went on uninterrupted for at least 15 minutes. And it would have continued, you might imagine, forever 
had the counsellor not got up from his desk, walked round to the couple and kissed the woman full on on the lips as passionately and as lingeringly as he possibly could. That did shut her up. For a moment, all three were in stunned silence, not knowing what to do. The counsellor said to the husband, that's what your wife needs at least twice a week. He paused for a moment said, well, if you think it can work, I can bring her in on Tuesdays and Thursdays. (laughs) Get from God what only God can give. Give to each other what only you can give. Nathan, you are a great sports physiotherapist. I've heard that you are the best in the world. However, almost unbelievable, I know, There are, substandard of course, other sports physiotherapists. But you are the only husband to Becky Luchford. That's with a U before the E. (laughs) There is no one else on earth that has that role, that job, that calling, that privilege, that responsibility. As you love and serve God, Nathan, Becky is your primary calling. Give to her what only you can give, your best effort, your best time, your best attention, the intimacy of your heart, the treasures of your thoughts, your encouragement. Give to her your true self. Becky, you are so many things. Photographer, a musician, an artist, one who creates all kinds of richness and treasures that we will be blessed by today. You are without question the best creative genius in the whole world. But you knew that and you didn't need me to tell you. But there are others that can do the odd creative stuff. Not like you, but they can have a go. But you're the only wife of Nathan Luchford, unless he hasn't told us something. There is no one else on earth, Becky, who has that role, who has that job, that calling, that privilege, that responsibility, that honor. As you love and serve God, being Nathan's wife is your primary calling. Give to him what only you can give. Your best effort, your best time, your best attention, the intimacy of your heart, the treasure of your thoughts, your encouragement. Give to him your true self. Today you commit to one another what only you can give. Don't let anyone or anything else come between that. We had in our reading and as part of a marriage service, what God has joined together, let no one separate. That's a reminder to all of us to fight and guard and to uh, encourage and to support and to cheer on this relationship Not to be in the way, but to get out of the way and to encourage it along. But it's also a reminder to you two to fiercely guard what God has given to you both. The quality of the one flesh between you is your responsibility. Hold it with firm hearts and strong hearts. The danger of all this talk is it makes it sound like their marriage needs to be exclusive and reclusive. Close the front doors, shut the world outside and build this life of your own. No. Get from God what only God can give. Give to each other what only you can give. But thirdly, give to others what you both have to give. The richest marriages, and you will all be observers of this, the richest marriages are the most generous marriages. The most alive marriages are those marriages that bring life to other people. The most blessed marriages are those that are committed to be a blessing. Freely you have received, freely give. Nothing will cause your marriage, as we've talked and shared many times, to be more energized and more alive than to give yourself to the mission that God has given to you both. As I thought about the two of you, I thought about the way the Bible talks about trees a lot in the Bible. Uh, 
and the way the trees provide a, a covering. The Bible talks about the righteous people being like a palm tree. Palm trees offer shade with their big, tall, big sort of broad leaves, tall trees, offering a lot of shade that people can gather under for protection, for restoration, for healing. And, and for you too, bring others into your marriage in the sense that I'm talking about, that you might provide a shade, a shelter, a blessing for many people. Jesus talked about the mustard seed. It starts off really small. It starts off with promises that you make to one another, and then it grows. And it grows into something like a big, enormous tree where it says many come and find shelter, find nurture, find healing, find refreshment, where many get restored. So give to others what you have to give. As you build a family, to use the words we use here, as you build an oikos, as you build a community around the two of you that you draw people into, as you encourage, nurture, disciple, send others out. May there be many, many people that are truly blessed because you said to one another, I do, and you both said to God, we will. We're going to stand together and we're going to sing a song called In Christ Alone, which captures something of what we've just been talking about, that there are some things that only Jesus can do in our lives and we trust him for those things.